Hello and welcome to Connected, the podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Uniman. I'm Chief Strategy Officer at Mediacom. And and jo- oh, oh, wow. Oh, no. oh, and no. I, I was going to say and hello. And I'm hello. Karen Blackett, Chairwoman at Mediacom. So this is why we practice. That's what we start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Karen, speaking of Chair, congratulations on your promotion. Thank you very um, much. Uh, one of the things that's been floating around is what does a chair do and how's her, how how's your day-to-day changed? Because obviously we've been working really closely with you as CEO. How is it different now? So one of the things that we do at Mediacom is put what we do in normal language on the back of our business cards. What I had when I was CEO was head performance coach. What it has changed to now is guardian and chief cheerleader because I feel that my role is to protect the people at the agency and absolutely champion and cheerlead the Mediacom brand as a whole. Um, My day-to-day has changed in that... uh, I seem to be doing keynote speeches at the drop of a hat um, for clients and at other events that I seem to be going out and speaking lots at various events. You are on tour. I really am on tour. Um, But also I still have a role in terms of making sure that I am connected with some of our key clients. So Tesco and Sky and Coca-Cola being core ones which I'm still heavily involved in. Um, and yesterday, as an example, I went down to see WPP. I went to see Martin Sorrell to get his help on one of our clients for an issue that they have. Okay. So uh, top to top, I think, is now yeah. what I seem to be doing, it's as well as a lot busy. of cheerleading. Yeah. That's amazing. So the point of the podcast is we get questions from the floor for where they may not get an opportunity. And this is a, a personal one. So your personal PR is incredible. I walk through Soho. I see you on... on, on <laughs> it's scary, signs. isn't it? It's mad. And I see <laughs> interviews with you in The Independent and The Telegraph. And your personal PR is amazing. What do you attribute the success of brand Karen to? Um, How weird that I'm described as a brand. Um, I uh, think it is down to being in a leadership position where I'm very honest and open. And I think I talk about issues that affect the industry and I talk about issues that affect people working in the industry. And uh, at any opportunity, I will grab a crowbar and talk about it. So... I think it's once you start getting onto platforms and talking openly and honestly and not always agreeing with other people on the platforms, you just end up being on a Rolodex for people and then other opportunities come through. So I think that's one of it in terms yeah. of uh, just being open and honest. Um, I do think, uh, unfortunately, it is still rare in our industry to have uh, female leaders and also leaders from an ethnic minority. So um, I think, unfortunately, I am still a rarity in the industry. Yeah. Mm. So- um, is, is that one of the things that continues to drive you forward? Because... You know, you, you, you're sitting at the top of one of the most successful agencies, but you're as driven today as when we first met, which, which we, was 1995. We yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, um, I mean, it sounds really cliche and I talk about legacy, but I really mm. do want, I, I love the industry that we work in. I absolutely love the creative industries and I just want it to be reflective of the society in which we live. And until that happens, I will not stop. I'm going off piste here. Does that mean that your your game, your brand, is built on your integrity? Is that is that what you come back to? Is that? I I think I am very clear on who I am and uh, how I grew up and when I where I came from. I think I am exactly the same person as I was growing up in a very normal working class house in Reading. I just have better shoes, hmm. um, and it, it it does drive me. It absolutely does. 
so what haven't you done that you want to both professionally and in your day-to-day life because you've achieved a lot mm-hmm. so what haven't you done um do you know one of the things that uh i wish i'd been brave enough to do when i was uh ceo at mediacom was actually get rid of everybody's job titles hmm. because i think hierarchy gets in the way um of us doing brilliant work and us doing even better than we can do. So um, I, I muted this once with, with Sue talking about a sort of John Lewis model of everybody being a, a, a partner and that sort of partnership model, which everybody has equity and ownership in in the agency. Um, and that's one of the things I muted, but I was never brave enough to do. And obviously it's really difficult to do in our yeah. ownership structure. But that's one thing I wish I could have done. Um, Interesting. The other thing is uh, what eluded eluded us during my tenure as CEO is that Media Week Agency of the Year. So uh, we got sort of <laughs> Campaign Agency of the Year twice. We never got Media Week Agency of the Year. So that's one thing I wish I could have led the agency yeah. to during my tenure, but it's still going to come our way. <laughs> and day-to-day life? Um, day-to-day, I think uh, there isn't anything that I think I'm, I'm missing mm. on, on a day-to-day basis. I think... Uh, there's More so- sleep, maybe? Yeah, yeah well, yes. Um, I think day-to-day, the, the one thing that I wish that I could do more of is blend work with home and yeah. have more time with Isaac. Yeah, so I try and integrate as much as I can time yeah. with Isaac and work. Yeah, and he's welcome in any meeting, <laughs> Absolutely. certainly with me. Um, you, you've, have, you had, uh, have you had life coaches? I have been with Adrian Green at Pressure Point since the moment we appointed Pressure Point for yeah. so twelve years. Um, how, how has he? How has he? Worked, how has he helped you? How has he? How has he changed? He's been my cheerleader. So, um, and he's now, I would say, a, a good friend actually, mm. both professionally and personally. He's helped me because he's helped me with um, self belief, I think, mm. and confidence, mm. and I think. We all have moments of self-doubt and whether or not we think we can do something. Mm. And uh, Adrian's been the one that sort of said to me, well, why not? Give me the reasons why not. And he's made me think about, well, actually, why can't I do something? So sort of countering those voices that we all have in our heads. Absolutely. Do you think think it's a good idea for everybody to think about getting one? I do. And it might not be a formal coach, but it it is somebody that has that mentor, support, sponsor, cheerleader Mm. sort of role because... Mm. You know, and I don't think this is gender specific, but I think we all have doubts in our head. I mean, mm. I had, and even it doesn't matter how successful you become yeah. or how well you do at your career, it that voice still, is still there. It's mean, still I, prop up. Yeah, I had it when um, I had to go to number ten for my mer- first meeting as one of his UK TI business advisors, mm. and I knew I'd be sitting round a table with David Cameron and a load of uh, in- leaders of industry. Mm. And my immediate thought was, fuck, (laughs) what if he asked me a question? (laughs) And Adrian just sorted me out. So uh, he just made, well, you know all about your industry. That's if he's asked you a question, talk about what you know. So does he gently challenge you or how does he, how does he do it? Because it's great, you know, he he motivates you, but what what does he actually do? How does that come to life? Um, I think Adrian's approach works with me and it doesn't work with everybody. Mm -hmm. So uh, I uh, have got quite an expressive nature and I think Adrian's quite expressive. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's not strict and forthright, but he does it in a way which which I respond to. So, you know, he will verbally slap me Mm -hmm. um, and sort of take the piss and have a laugh. And then 
it gets quite serious and I do have to write things down. So um, his approach works with me and it works with my comms dynamic profile. Mm. Final question, because I am going off pieces. Mm. How do you find a life coach? Because it sounds, it sounds quite grandiose. Mm. But how do, how do you go out and get a life coach? Do you Google life coach or how, how does that happen? No, don't, don't, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I would say the... the, the you have to have chemistry with the individual. And it's the way that people sort of say, how do you find a sponsor or a mentor? Mm. And it's it's not a formal thing because uh, you never go up to somebody and say, could you mentor me? Because it's just bizarre if you've got no previous interaction yeah. with them, I think. Yeah. So I think the starting point for us, we've got a relationship with Pressure Point. There is more than just Adrian there, that he has a range of different life so, coaches. So if you work at Mediacom? If you work at Mediacom... There is a resource there already. Speak to your line manager. Absolutely. Um, And you can find a coach because that's why we started the relationship with Pressure Point in the first place. Outside of Mediacom, if you're not comfortable with Pressure Point, there's organisations such as NABS that Mm. also offer that facility and service where you can find one. Um, Definitely don't Google one. There's an IPA mentoring scheme as well on the IPA. And the use as well, because we hear about them a lot, but I I don't know people who use them. I'm on it, and I've I've had four or five come through, so we maybe want to use it here. Mm. Okay. Um, So... Question, these are questions now that we ask every guest so you can compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to someone just starting their career in our business? The thing that I didn't know then that I know now is the importance and power of networks. Interesting, yeah. Um, and, uh, and networking sounds like a really sort of dirty thing to do, but it is really important because you will meet so many people. networks you're in, Karen? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you will meet a range of different people that will be able to help you in your role um, and in your career. But the the importance of networking, it's two-way. It's not all take and no give. So it, it has to be two-way. So the the thing that I always say to people starting out in your career is 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 network. I also say don't worry about your next promotion or your next role put your hand up for everything and learn as much as you can. And when I used to run the sort of marketing and new business team, I'd always say when people walked into our department, it's a heads up department. It's a heads up. How can I help? Not heads out down. Please don't, please don't talk to me. Yeah. So I would also say that's really important. Volunteer for everything. Put your hand up because that's how you'll learn. Brilliant. What's the um, biggest mistake that you have made in your career? Um, I actually, it was a mistake, but it was actually a good thing because I learned from it. Because when I started at my first agency, it's, I think you always have a special place in your heart at your, at your first agency because it's where you make your first friends in the mm. industry. It's where you bond. That sort of sets the template of, of what you enjoy. Yeah. And I left my first agency after three years because I felt I needed to move in order to get the promotion, get a a new title. And I moved because of an account and I moved because of an individual at that agency. And then I got to the agency and realised that the individual was nothing like the rest of the agency. And I learnt the value of culture and how important culture is to me. So it was a mistake for me to leave the first agency. I I could have moved departments and got a promotion, but I felt as though you had to move around in Mm. order to increase your money and get a promotion. And I moved to an agency that culturally was so different 
and didn't allow me to be me. So that's the biggest mistake I made. But it's also the biggest lesson because I then found media business um, after that, which then became Mediacom. Sure. And the best decision? Joining media business. Excellent. (laughs) So if you were a genie and I needed to summon you, and to do that I needed to put five objects into a circle, what five objects would they be? And they can be anything. Um, A bottle of Mount Gay extra old rum. Sure. Okay. would be the first one, um, because it would remind me of my home in Barbados. Um, a picture of Isaac would always be there to summon me. Um, uh, probably a link to um, the Outnet or Net-A-Porte website, <laughs> online shopping, yeah. would also summon me, especially if it had sale on the front yeah. of it. Um, that would summon me. Um Probably my Sony Xperia mobile phone would also summon me uh, because it is never far away from my side. Um, I would also say, uh, you know, you get the uh, the charging um, sticks. So I've got got a Facebook one and a Google one. That would summon me because I'm always trying to find one when I'm about to (laughs) run out of battery. Sure. Uh, How many is that? I don't know how many. That's five. That's five. That's five. That'll do it. and um, after living this, because of course I, I, Isaac and, and family would be first, but what are the three things you'd grab if the house is on fire? Do you know what? I, I, uh, this is really difficult because I grew up in a normal working class background and it was all about food and love. Yeah. So after family, I, I'm really not that bothered. My house could sort of burn down as long as I had photos and memories. Yeah. I'm really not, honestly. But even my collection of shoes. Shoes, I was going to say shoes. Even Maybe my collection shoes. of shoes. Yeah. No, you can replace you them. You can replace yeah. them so, with, with more and better shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. honestly, really not that. Fa- I'm really not. I could Trouble leave. Light. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What is something that no one knows about you? And Again, that is hard because I am a pretty open book, yeah. um, and I don't think there's much that I haven't talked about. I, I would say the only thing, and even then, people know this about me because of the away day that we did when I became CEO. Is I'm so fucking scared of spiders oh really i am really scared and we had to do something on stage which was all about bravery and overcoming your fears because i was talking about the behavioral yeah. pillars and being brave and uh adrian life coach who was there sort of helping um compare the day thought it would be a really good idea for me to hold a tarantula in my hands Amazing. to demonstrate how we all need to overcome fear literally St John's ambulance were on speed dial after I've never been so scared in my life. And that bottle of rum. <laughs> <laughs> I drank that before. I um, and if you could change MediaCom in one way, maybe waving a magic wand, change it tomorrow, what would what would you do? I think we're pretty awesome. Um, I mean, the only thing I'd change is the bit that I didn't do when I was CEO, yeah. which is get rid of job get titles. Rid of job titles. Really I, I agree. But I think we're pretty bloody awesome. Brilliant. Magic cards. Magic cards. So a box of we've got a box of questions. So if I pull these out, if you could choose one at random. So there's no way you've known what the cards these are. Some of them would get a bit dark, and some of them are very motivational. So. Oh God! <laughs> some of them I'm not going for the dark. So if you could oh, read, read it out and then and then give us an answer. What do you find hardest? Give yourself a score out of ten. Sticking with as, as ten hard or as ten easy? I let's, don't know. Let's go tens hard. Sticking with with a fiddly task, mm, I'm quite res- mm, no. I, I'm I will keep going. So I'd give that a 
is Ten Hard. Ten yeah, Hard, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would give that a two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, following instructions precisely. Five. Uh, he's sitting on the fence. <laughs> he's really sitting on the fence. Yeah. It depends. I think it depends. Who gives who, you instructions? I was I mean, going to say it depends who the instructions yeah. are from. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not bad. Yeah. If if you think it's important. Exactly. But yeah. On the other hand, there's. So there's some stuff it. that so, if yeah. there's some stuff I really don't believe yeah. in, I'm like. So five which sort is why of five is yeah. sort of yeah. Uh, learning from criticism. Um, two. I think I'm quite good at. Uh, I think everybody needs that. Everybody needs feedback. It is a gift. Keeping an eye on the bottom line, one. (laughs) Um, Turning good ideas into convincing strategies. Uh, I think I'm okay at that. Uh, Two. This is kind of a a bad card for uh, for you. (laughs) It's for someone awesome. For someone who's doing quite well. That's that's the end of our questions. The only one I, I always have, and this is very personal, is... Have you got a list of KPIs? Like, I've got a list of KPIs that I have to achieve. Do you have them and who writes them? Where do they come from? Like, do you literally have KPIs? Um, well, my KB- KPIs would be set by uh, Nick Lawson. Mm. No. No. <laughs> uh, he... T- he uh, there's the odd, you can't fucking do this, which happens, <laughs> which comes in. Uh, and there is a focus, but a list of KPIs know what we have to achieve in terms of, you know, PBT growth for the business, margin growth for the business, uh, new revenue that we have to bring in. Absolutely. So there sure. are financial KPIs. There's also, you know, KPIs about keeping talent at the agency and attracting the agency. Um, but the formal ones are all around financial performance and making sure that we keep talent. True. Um, outside of that, you know, there's the odd thing that helicopters its way in every yep. now and then when it's suddenly brought to his attention. Brilliant. Brilliant. I mean, thank you so much. So it's, interesting. It's, it's I been can't hard wait to, to hear squeeze, all of them. S- squeeze into your diary because you are just ridiculous. so busy. It is and ridiculous. it's, and it's uh, you know, the more we have of you around the place, obviously, I would say this, but the better. So. Oh, yeah. Um, I, if you just Google your name, there's so many interesting <laughs> interviews with you. That's what we've been doing all afternoon. Oh, God. Um, so <laughs> been, you can do your research online. So, But if you want to follow you on Twitter, it's at Blackett underscore KT. What's the stand, the stand for? The Karen T? Tracy. My mum and dad wanted me to have a very English name because they thought it would help me get on in work. They could have picked a better one. Well, that might be. No offence to any Tracys (laughs) in the building. (laughs) (laughs) And you can follow Sue at Sue You. You can. And me. See, my sister got Sue. Yeah. My sister got Sue, yeah. That doesn't mean we're sisters. No, 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 Karen's no. sister is called Sue. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be a surprise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously from a different mother. But, you know, <laughs> and father. <laughs> so not sisters. Really. At all. That's genetics. Yeah. Um, I'm at ASD the brand for various reasons. Um, you can email us at connectedpodcastuk at gmail.com you can subscribe on iTunes um, and we'll be with you in a few weeks yeah see you soon Karen thank you very much thank you